This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, November 6, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Outer Loop Games' own Eka. What's up, Eka? What's up, Greg? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Just launched the game. I know. Thirsty Suitors <laughs> out now. Of course, you saw me and Kat Bailey review it last week on the Kind of Funny Games cast. How long did you work on Thirsty? Uh, started to finish about three and a half years, maybe. Sorry, are you one of the types that now that it's done, like you don't know how to like exist? Like it's yeah, out no, there now. It's no, done. It's out there. People can buy it. They can play it. They should buy it. They should play it. They should buy it. And they should play it. Uh, but yeah, after every project, there's like a week of depression for me. Really? Yep. Oh, so we're still in it then. <laughs> yeah, we're still <laughs> in the depression. Oh my god. I'm this on. is making it better though. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your reaction to the reaction been so far for Thirsty Suitors? Uh, the reviews have been pretty good. Uh, we're happy. It's been pretty consistent. People mm-hmm. got what we're trying to do with the story and everything. Sure. So we're, we're happy with it. So. Okay, good. That's good enough. Yeah. I'm glad about that. So then how quickly do you have to turn and say, okay, yeah, again, it was independent game development. Right. How quickly do you have to be like, all right, on to the next thing? We already have been thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you were thinking <laughs> about it before. We before. just assume every game sells zero copies. So we yeah. have to be like ready sure. to figure out how do we keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah. 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 How hard is that life? I think that's something we talk about all the time here, right? Is, uh, you know, oh man, well, games and developers and this and the industry and da da da. And I think it's very hard to then for us to know what it's like on your side of it, right? Like, yeah. It, how tough is that business on I mean, you? especially in the indie life, it's yeah. tough. Like, I mean, you did Falcon Age. I feel like that, that sold more than zero copies. It that's did. It did pretty well. It did. Okay. It, did. Okay. It, did. Okay. it did all right. It helped us, you know, figure out our next thing, which is Thirsty Suitors. Yeah. Um, it is, I mean, it's a constant kind of stuff on my mind like okay when do we run out of money yeah you know, what, what can we make yeah what how big is the team right now 15 oh wow okay yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're spread across four continents okay that's so been fully remote for six years sure we started the studio so that's incredible yeah, yeah. it's been fun okay yeah you think it'll be another three years till we, three and a half years till uh, maybe season? maybe a little less a little less I yeah like that. I like I hope. That. well yeah. you know we're gonna take a big break and then figure out what to do next so. that's good well, okay, good. So it sold more than zero because you take a break. I like that. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I mean, good. you got to take a break. Yeah, of course. Take- yeah, you can't burn out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing I always want to pick developers' brains when we get them on the show, right, is, and this is a big question, so mm-hmm. take it however you want, but okay. what is the state of the industry? Are you, like, is, like, we always, again, talk about it on this show, especially this year. I'm sure, you know, I know how active you are on social media. You yeah. see these clowns like Paris Lilly saying we can no longer say 2023 is the best year for gaming because the games have been great, but we've seen so much turmoil, whether it be, you know, layoffs or people having to depart or whatever happening in these companies because of larger things. You are an indie. You get to stay out of that for the, and, not, and watch it from the sidelines. But yeah. what is your read on what we're I mean, it's, it's, a, it's like whiplash, right? It's like, yeah. There's like been amazing games this year um, and then also lots of layoffs at the same time. So it's, it's it, you know, it's weird. It, like I could, I would, I would have a hard time recommending somebody to get into games right now. Yeah, I keep it's hearing just, that. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um I don't know. We figure out a way still, but like even for us as an indie, you know, as we're you know looking for funding, sure, that is affected by layoffs and stock prices and interest rates and all this stuff too. Has that already shifted drastically in your six years? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot more tools and a lot more game. I mean, there's so many games that just came out yeah. this year and all really, really good games. So the tools are better. So folks are be able to make uh, better games. Now it's like, how do you stand out? Sure, yeah, right. Yeah. It kind of floods the market, right? So yeah. it's harder to make any kind of impact on anything. Yeah, I mean, it's always been hard, but like it's, it's like different challenges every, you know, this is my 25th year in games. So. God damn, son. <laughs> God damn. First game I worked on, it was at Bethesda. Okay. Uh, we finished the game. Went downstairs in the warehouse, boxed the games, put it on a truck. What game was this? It's, it was called Red Guard. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So where all of you worked for? I guess that's the other thing, too. I didn't do that. Like, oh, people don't know you 60 seconds. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Outer Loop. We're talking about uh, Thirsty Suitors, Falcon Age. But before then, what, what, what was your trajectory? Yeah, I started at Bethesda at 19. Was there for about five years. Uh, did you ever meet Todd Howard? <laughs> yeah, a couple wow. times. <laughs> he was my favorite boss. I read. Yeah? He's great. Yeah, I still in contact with him he's great yeah awesome. yeah yeah he's got a really good sense for like how to make good games yeah or how to look at a thing and, and make it better yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah um great hair yeah very char charismatic too 100 <laughs> percent. he um, rocks a leather jacket like nobody else i've noticed he does too. Yeah. he does he does he does um so after bethesda i went to a place called shiny entertainment in oh, i remember shiny orange county california yeah not around anymore nope uh worked on enter the matrix yep and then path of neo yeah two matrix games on the consoles ps2 i remember <laughs> yeah and then uh, moved to Seattle, where I've been for the last 16, 17 years. Worked to a place called Gas Powered Games. They made a game called Supreme Commander. Mm -hmm. um, they're not allowed anymore. So I'm, I'm good at closing companies. <laughs> Bethesda's obviously They call out. you the kiss of death. <laughs> or maybe I figure out just when to leave before they close. Yeah. Um, uh, from there, we started a company called Uber Entertainment. We made a game called Monday Night Combat. And then VR, Planet. right? Uh, no, no. 360. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm way ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 360 days. And then a game called Planetary Annihilation on Kickstarter. Yeah. And then I had a couple of VR games and then started Outer Loop with a couple of those folks from that team. So. Awesome. And here we are. Here we are. Six years later. Do you think for Thirsty Suitors, is it like the most you game? Like, I think, that like, I feel like Falcon Age had a look to it that was very distinct and different in, like, you know, the bobbing of the head of the bird and all. Like, yeah, you, yeah. like there was a lot of you guys in it, but, like, yeah. for this one being so bright, so many, you know, different things when we talk about, oh, we're going to stream it afterwards, by the way. We're going to do an hour of it, so check it out on Twitch after this or cool. later on YouTube.com slash Company Games. Uh, but, like, you know, it being, like, I talked about in the review with Kat, right? Like, there's three pieces. There's the turn-based combat system. There is then uh, this wild cooking game. And then there's skateboarding, right? Like, right. this is a game that I feel like is so infused with character that I feel like at some point in production, the board of us is just like, fuck it. We're doing whatever. We're going to be crazy. We don't need to look like any other game out there. Well, I mean, that, you know, going back to our first point about, like, how to stand out. Yeah. Uh, we're like, okay, we have a specific point of view. There's a lot of immigrants on the, on the team. And, you know, it's, the game is mostly from a South Asian perspective, but there's, like, black characters and Palestinian characters and things like that. So it's like the stuff in the game is made up of folks, different talents on the team, For sure. and whatever they want to put into it. So like the skateboarding came through our uh, animator who's just does weird, crazy tricks outside of animating plus skateboarding. Okay. Um, so the cooking is a thing like, you know, a thing that some of us have uh, with our parents uh, growing up, like they'd never tell you exactly what's in the recipe. So we're like, we got to put cooking in there as a yeah. way to try to connect with your parents. Um, the was there also combat? a lot I mean like you know when you're cooking like yeah. the mini game it's not so much like you're getting graded on what you're doing as much as you're earning the respect of your parents or like their admiration right like, yeah and you're trying to folk, you know trying to get your mom to talk or your dad to talk while yeah. they focus on the cooking aspect but there's a whole approval meter no matter how well you do she's never going to tell you you did great uh, <laughs> the game started with turn-based combat because we were like we wanted to do a game about relationships and how do we uh, personify that in a fun way and yeah 
the idea of doing it turn-based so we can do dialogue as important as the combat moves itself came about. So it was Paper Mario, A Thousand Year Door was For an sure. inspiration when we first started because between every move, there's like a active element button press to to either do more damage or take less damage. Sure. Yeah, for me, one of the things I forgot to call out in the review, I think one of the reasons I like the combat so much is it reminded me so much of Costume Quest. Which oh, was yeah. A game I just yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I think yeah. it was in the same vibe of like, sure, this is a RPG, turn based, whatever, but it's also about the story, right? Of what's yeah. going on with Ren in, for me in Costume Quest. So that's the same kind of thing you're seeing here. Yeah. Internally, we've been calling it Baby Yakuza, which oh, is nice. like, you know, a bunch of different gameplay, but tied together with a narrative yeah. and a smaller form. It's a, it's a, you know, people are finishing eight to 10 hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about what I have. And... But again, you'll see us stream that in a second. For now, speaking of Yakuza, let's talk about Like a Dragon, Gaiden. Gaiden, I can never get it right. Gaiden or Gaiden? Gaiden, I think. Gaiden. Gaiden reviews. Uh, Xbox using generative AI and so much more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in for free about the day's news over at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Once you write in, guess what? You can watch us record it live. Go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames games or listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course you can have a great time on any of the podcast feeds i hope you subscribe like share leave an apple itunes review hit the little spotify stars whatever it is but the best way to consume kind of funny content is patreon.com slash kind of funny remember we're an independent company in san francisco with 11 employees and your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny makes it all possible over there you can get each and every episode each and every day of kind of funny games daily ad free of course you could also watch us record the podcast live as we record them, just like this afternoon when we're recording the Kind of Funny podcast. If you wanted to watch it later, you'd still get it ad-free, on-demand as an MP3 and video. Uh, there's also more than 400 episodes of exclusive content up on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, like Kind of Feudy, Daily Gregways, and so much more. If that wasn't enough for you, of course, there's exclusive merch over there, like the brand new Nerf Alice Iconic shirtless spider-man tee it is the premium collector's item this month you've probably seen it before on people like jake johnson it is in fact finally available for sale through kind of funny patreon.com slash kind of funny you can go there and get your own shirt no books toss away no big deal use the epic creator code kind of funny when you're checking out on the epic game store fortnite rocket league etc on your consoles but for now housekeeping First and foremost, thank you for our extra live stream on Friday. We teamed up with IGN.com. We were in here. We had a good time. We played a bunch of video games. We drank a bunch of cocktails, and we raised more than $25,000 for the Children's Miracle Network. Of course, we were playing for UCSF Benioff Hospital. You can still donate, of course. That was our kickoff of our Extra Life fundraising. You can go right now to kindoffunny.com slash extra life donate. If you have no bucks to donate, no big deal. You could raise money and join Team Kind of Funny. Join Team Kind of Funny. Raise money for your own local children's hospital. It's a great thing and it's all everybody has fun it's good and we like it and it's great uh right after the game stream today barrett's final special presentation of the year premieres on youtube.com slash kind of funny games at 2 p.m join him as he ranks every 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 game in the persona franchise that's right every game in the persona franchise the boss baby ceo jr barrett courtney went and played and now he is ready to rank them all in his definitive list. That's 2 p.m. Pacific after the game stream. Of course, if you miss it, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames later. Uh, if that's not enough, 
kind of funny special presentations for you tomorrow. I'm releasing my video essay, breaking down how the WWE 2K games need to change. That's also a live premiere 2 PM tomorrow. That's Tuesday, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. If that was enough hotness, you to be excited when you wake up tomorrow we also are going to have the cast of starfield in the office for the hell of it three voice actors just coming up from la because they're like we want to hang out we said all right we'll hang out with you that sounds great we're gonna play the game and talk about being the voices of it that'll be your twitch stream tomorrow after kind of funny games daily uh thank you to our patreon producers jackson hampton and delaney twining today we're brought to you by shady rays and rocket money but we'll tell you about that later for now Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. We begin in the land that Sonic built, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We're going to a Sega story like a dragon. Gaiden, 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 Gaiden. Gaiden. Uh, man who erased his name review roundup is live. And we're going to have Roger come out here because he's reviewing it for kind of funny. Uh, Metacritic 79, Open Critic 79. Tristan Ogilvy over at IGN.com gave it a 7 out of 10. Like a dragon, Gaiden. The man who erased his name is kind of like the cup of miso soup served before Infinite Wealth's main course. It delivers an enjoyable, familiar flavor that stimulates the appetite, but doesn't really make for a substantial meal in its own right. It effectively feels like an appropriate lead-in to next year's game in ways both good and bad. On one hand, it gives a satisfying bit of backstory on account to Kiryu, 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 Kiryu's presence in Hawaii. But on the other hand, its uninspired sub-stories and rehashed side activities are proof positive that the series is crying out for a sea change that Infinite Wealth looks to provide. That said, Gaiden's gadget-heavy combat definitely kept me consistently entertained over the course of this compact crime story. So... Although I was less inclined to search for distractions outside of the destruction. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. Of the destruction. Uh, I still enjoyed this latest dose of Kazuma. See, that's when I reviewed him, I called him Kaz all the time. Kazuma. Uh, Kiru. Uh, Carnage while it lasted. The one, the only friend of the show, Michael Heim at GameSpot.com, gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, got in maybe a brief excursion that occasionally leaves the full potential of its supporting cast on the table and often relies on remixing ideas from the series past. But with enough new features to make combat exciting and a buffet of high-quality side content, it's still some of the most fun I've had with an RGG game. More importantly, I was just happy to be in Kiru's uh, shoes again for another emotional story and to brace myself for what lies ahead for the beloved series. And then finally, uh, Blake Hester at Game Informer gave it an 8 out of 10. By the time the credits roll, Gaiden neatly establishes Kiru's story's role uh, in the next mainline game, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. And since that game's out in a few months, the brief taste gave me plenty to be excited for. I wish the story were more interested in exploring who he is now uh, that he's forced into his double life. Uh, but as a thin bridge between games, Gaiden is a neat one. Roger? Hmm. Picorni. You played this game. How yeah. long did it take you to beat it? Uh, it took me about, I would say, 13 hours. Okay. I was doing a lot. I, I play a lot of blackjack and poker in these games. I, yeah, that's just all I'm you doing. You gotta that's get ready for the tables. Yeah, you never know what Vegas is calling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, but it's, I, I did about 13 hours. I okay. will give this game a three out of five. An okay. Okay. Okay, but oh. like a okay, it's pretty oh, okay. It's, it's yeah. on the good side. It's definitely okay. a good side. Okay, of okay, okay. okay. Uh, this is an interesting one because it is a $50 experience. It is. Uh, is uh, marketed as a smaller Yakuza game, essentially. Uh, and I think that that is a positive thing. We always look at, like, the smaller AAA spin-off type games. We're like, you know, we, we want more of those things. But yeah. 
this is kind of like the the double-edged sword type deal where it, it does feel like a Careful DLC. what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. It does feel like a DLC that is expanded and stretched out into the 10-hour uh, side of things. It feels okay. very, very kind of stretched out and not like a focused uh, 10 hours experience. Okay. Um, and I actually kind of had that uh, confirmed where uh, two days ago they had a director interview where they said like, oh no, this was supposed to be a DLC. <laughs> they did it in six months. I yeah, six that was months. Oh, wow. Six months. It was, uh, it was stretched out to be a 10 hour experience. And it feels like that uh, throughout the time. Uh, it does not feel like every moment is like crafted to be like, oh wow, this is a 10 hour smaller experience. It is stretched out. Um, and I, I had a good time with it, right? Like it is still a Yakuza game. There's people right there, people ripping off their shirts all oh, the you're time. Gonna have it. Yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. many moments like that. There's so combat's many. still the combat we yep. know, right? But the thing about the combat that I think is really cool is that there are the two sides of the coin, right? You have the Yakuza style, which is like the generic, like heavy punching. You yeah. Know, you're just throwing people through walls and stuff. And then you have like the super spy one, which mm -hmm. I, which is really fun because you are just, you just have like the Spider-Man web essentially where you're just. Uh, webbing onto people and just throwing them across the map. And it's just insane. Like, it, it, we're just taking the Yakuza formula and just rolling with it. And it's just it's just wild. So I, I would say I had an okay experience because by the ending of it, I was like, man, this could have just been an email. This could have been... I could, I could, I, but the, the thing about Yakuza that I think is so interesting is that, like, by the ending of these games, it's so hard to explain what happened, right? Like, the, the, the journey that I went on. Like, Yakuza 0... You take anyone that played that game is like, explain to me in like a sentence or two what happened. You're like, nope, that's impossible. I went through so many journeys. I did so many things that I can't even understand what I did. This game, I'm like, I can tell that you game. in like, like a sentence or two. Yeah. Like a sentence or two, I can tell you exactly what happened. Uh, I wish that this, especially with the fact that Infinite Wealth is coming out in like two months. Like, what is it? Like January or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah, so this could remember. have absolutely just been a DLC or something that's tacked on to Infinite Wealth and I would have been much happier with it. So, uh, especially when this game is you know just so close to the next game um yeah i don't know i i i'm i'm not as hot as everyone else but i'm still recommended if you're into well that's uh, interesting games. when echo walked in he's like and we were talking about games you, he mentioned this one is like i'm excited yeah. for that and you said well hold on a second yeah. <laughs> so now echo well, how do you feel after hearing these reviews these su summations obviously there's a lot more to read of these reviews but these scores and what roger's saying i mean it sounds great but there's a lot of games i need to catch up on this year yeah, yeah. So it's probably not on the top of my list right yeah now. yeah yeah absolutely i i it's a thing is because also I forgot it was on Game Pass, right? And like that—that's kind of—that's kind of the interesting Gambit thing because I can say it to you guys like, oh, don't buy it, but also if it's on Game Pass, like, well, I'll try. If it you out. want more, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, get in. yeah, but there's also so many Yakuza games. There if you play so it all, then maybe play it all six of them. Maybe you play seven. Did you whatever. catch them? Yakuza. That's what they yeah. say. That's but I—I I, I would I would say that if you just want to just just have insane action and just have that for ten hours, like if that's you're in the mood for, yeah, but. You know, I'm sure you haven't played every video game that's come out this year. <laughs> that is incredible. True. So I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. That's where that's where I'm at. Are okay. you gonna play it? No. <laughs> You've reviewed these games. I well, I know, and I was I I have been attacked many times over the years, Eka. Of mm -hmm. course, I'm on the right side of history about PC gaming. Uh huh. I had to go on a, a Nug tirade yesterday on Twitter. You know what I mean? Because I, I had to stand up for the dry boys. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Every console game is made on a PC. Sure, you're, you're but that's playing what, PC games. But that's the thing of like it's kind of like how. When God created us, uh -huh. we became better than God. You know what I mean? So like you right. can use an inferior system to make something for other people. And also PC uh -huh. players are great at beta testing games for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's then when they want to talk about how their broken version is better than my pristine version that it gets weird. You know what I mean? Okay. You want to buy a $4,000 graphics card. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not, we're not sponsored today, but <laughs> not sponsored today by NVIDIA. Um, 
Oh no. Anyways, though, I was I was at a wedding this weekend, and I was talking to the one, and the only Michael Michael Heim, of course, reviewer for Gamespot. And I was like, "How did it come down?" Again, and he met. He was like, you know, even him being a big fan, he's like, you know, it's it's Yakuza, right? How many? And I'm like, thank you for saying, because that was my thing. Is I reviewed so many. I think I reviewed three at IGN, like in a real quick clip. And this is, I think, right when they were first jumping stateside and being translated and stuff. And I could totally be getting that wrong, but at least to me, they were brand new, and I loved them in the beginning, and then steadily had le- less. It was the you know the the whipping out my phone and being crazy and the, the old lady in a moped going over. It was like yeah. those are still fun moments, but then it was just back to you fighting more and more goons in the street. Yeah. And so as you know, I was I left them and they were totally in stasis and they had their fandom for a long time and then they exploded where everybody suddenly loves Yakuza. And I've tried with the more recent entries. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I get back in. I'm like, oh man, it's the same thing. And even Judgment, which is like a really cool detective story. Uh, when I wanted to detect a story a couple of years, you know, and I really gave judgment a shot and I went through it. It was still that I was like, man, I've been playing this game a long time. How many more chapters are there? Oh my God. There's so much more judgment to play and I need to move on to a different game. Like I'm just doing the same thing here. I'm not so enraptured by the story that I need to find out who the killer was kind of thing, but I enjoy what they are. And again, for what you're saying, I think, for it being a shorter time and it being on Game Pass, yeah, if you've never played one or you just want to jump into it, sure. Yeah, and this game, I feel like the biggest, the thing that, that turned the corner, because I was like four out of five for, for sure. And then I was like, ooh, they did like an entire chapter where it's like, oh no, you have to do all these side missions and then and then grind mm-hmm. in like the Coliseum mm-hmm. and then get to a certain rank. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? Like if this, if this, if that, they took out that chapter and they're like, hey, this is just eight hours essentially. Here it is, just what it is. If you want it, you want it. If you don't want it, you don't want it. Uh, I would have been happier, but just stretching it out just man I, I don't think it's necessary for this franchise for sure i've i uh hit a wall in the last one too where i had to grind at that infinite you know whatever the, the the grind battle stuff yeah um but i got into like i spent 10 hours in the management restaurant management some mini game is there anything like that on this um one? no not not really um yeah no that was my thing with uh like like a dragon last yeah. one is that yeah. i completely just stopped playing the regular game and i was just like i'm just gonna do the business thing that's it, all that's all i'm so doing fun. It was no so fun. Yeah, yeah no it's incredible this one ha- doesn't have like the business simulator it's so, like yeah that's that's also a huge part of the yakuza games for me it's just those business simulators and now there's not there's nothing there but yeah so for inf- infinite wealth are you guys excited for the animal crossing portion of it that looks insane. I have not like, seen this. They, There's an they, animal crossing? What? I have like, not seen that. I what? swear to God. I There's a whole God. like a 10 minute video of. Yeah. They I've been scared about spoilers. So, this is, so this is, there's an animal crossing thing? So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not a spoiler, right? It's like a side mode inside okay, of the yeah, game, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you, there's an island that's like undeveloped. So you go to it and you get to build out this island and the roads and all the stuff and the buildings. And the... Fuck yeah. Full on building, decorating. Yeah, is it, yeah, like this is, what? Oh, this was the Xbox state of play that wasn't a state of play, right? But yeah, yeah, it's the exact same. It's not the (gasps) it's the exact same idea of Animal Crossing. Oh, that is awesome! And it was one of those, yeah, that turned a lot of people's heads. Like, wait a second, what? Yeah, I'm just gonna spend all my time in there. I'm sure I could easily, and that's my thing too, where it's like I can see me jumping in here and trying this out for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just insane. Oh god, yeah. No, and also there's a demo for uh, Infinite Wealth. In uh, there's two demos actually in this um, man without a racist name or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I forget the name. I played, I played 13 hours. I, yeah, I played this entire game, but I forget the name of it. But yeah, yeah so if you want to, you want to play a little bit of Infinite Wealth uh, for sure, which is right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the appetizer. And that's I'm Roger. Oh yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Roger. Good Thank to you. see you as always. Good to see you guys. Roger's a snappy dresser. I don't know if you he know is. about him. Very snappy. Good looking. I like that jacket. Bye, Roger. Let's move on to number two, everyone's favorite subject, AI. Uh, Microsoft is bringing AI characters to Xbox. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. 
Microsoft is partnering with in-world AI to develop Xbox tools that will allow developers to create AI-powered characters, stories, and quests. The multi-year partnership will include an quote-unquote AI design co-pilot system that Xbox developers can use to create detailed scripts, dialogue trees, quest lines, and more. Quote, at Xbox, we believe that with better tools, creators can make even more extraordinary games, uh, explains the general manager of gaming AI at Xbox. This partnership will bring together in-world's expertise in working with generative AI models for character development. Microsoft's cutting-edge cloud-based AI solutions, including Azure Open AI Service, Microsoft's research technology uh, insights into future of play, and Team Xbox strengths in revolutionizing accessible and responsible creator tools for all developers, end quote. The multi-platform AI toolset will include the AI design co-pilot for scripts and dialogue and an AI character engine that can be integrated into games and used to dynamically generate stories, quests, and dialogue. InWorld has been working on AI NPCs that react to questions from a player, much like how ChatGPT or Bing Chat responds to natural language queries. These AI NPCs can respond in unique voices and can include complex dialogue trees or personalized dynamic storylines within a game. InWorld's technology can also be used for narration, so companions in top-down RPGs can warn of groups of enemies or players up ahead. Microsoft is only offering this as an optional tool for game developers, so it will be up to them to decide on the level of generative AI in future titles. Eka, uh-huh. you make games. Yes. You're a small studio. Yeah. This sounds great for you. You can go ahead and make a gigantic open world and just have them say everything you I want. I just them. hit a button and... It's and done. Game it. made. Awesome. So we can just get rid of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You can go down from 15 to 2. It'll right. be great. Think right. of the savings. Right. Yeah. 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 That sounds great. Uh, you know, I have nothing against uh, proc gen or procedure generated tools. We use it a, a lot, you know, for trees or, you know, various Photoshop filters or plugins or... You know, stuff in Unity. There's a ton of that stuff. It's, there's been a ton of it for to help developers make things uh, better. Yeah. But uh, this is the way I read the press release and the way it's uh, phrased. It feels like, oh, you want to take away the fun part of making games, which is like the creative aspects that coming up with the, up the with the stories or the gameplay and things like that. And a lot of that is based on personal experience or you know where wherever that developer has you know, work before or sure. their own personal experiences, their life experiences. And that's what goes into writing dialogue or making, making up characters or figuring out gameplay. Um, so I don't, not a fan of a tool trying to replace that. Yeah. Do you think it would be something that a lot of people would use? I don't know. I haven't, you know, I'd like to check you it out. You haven't pulled every video game developer, you know, <laughs> so far, at least on social media, everyone's like saying a big nope. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mostly because I feel like the whole AI has been a buzzword in the last, you know, year, two right. years. And these are public companies, you know, trying to invest. And a public company is going to try to invest in anything that seems like it's getting traction. Sure. And this is just the latest, you know, was it was a VR or NFTs. I was going to say NFTs. AI, yeah, yeah, right. all, those, all those NFT bros are jumping on the AI. And AI is, is not the right term for it, but like, because we've had artificial intelligence, you know, you know, when we create NPCs and things like that forever. But this is like a different tool-based thing yeah uh, so i'm not i don't have a lot of hope for it but i'll check it out sure i think you know you hit the nail on the head there right of like this ai has been used in games for a long time for stuff people would never know right of yeah like how you populate the background what are you doing over there just like you know turning cameras and doing goofy stuff that's way above my pay grade hmm. but yeah for it now to be first off 
demonized, right? Like the, I, even if you were to say, oh, we use AI in our game, that's a quote somebody would love to take out of context yep. when you really mean it's like this background thing or whatever it is yeah. here. And then even the, the non-creative stuff in here, okay, uh, that's fine. The, writing the story, that sounds, no, that's too far. The idea of a, uh, an NPC who could talk to me, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I mean, like, I don't know what that looks like exactly. And that's where I think all of this is, is right now. It is in this big pot of you trying to separate what is good, what is bad, what would work, what wouldn't work. An AI generated story slash dialogue in the main campaign or even side missions sounds like destined to fail. That sounds like destined to be such a six out of 10 when you, you know what I mean? Like in terms yeah. of just the yeah. story I'm doing of like this weird middling, nobody's actually, and I know that you could tweak it obviously as a developer in terms of what actually you get, but like, it just doesn't seem like what you're saying, right? I want my games to speak to me. I want them to speak from a perspective. I want them to put me in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. And, and I don't want it to be the middle road AI. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think we're, you know, players are hurting for content, right? There's yeah. a ton of games. Say Spider-Man 2, there's a ton of side missions and, yeah. and a lot of great side missions. Yeah. So I don't think that could be generated unless there was a, a human, you know, given their perspective. And that's the thing too, right? If you were to go and generate, it, it, then you get into quantity versus quality, right? Yeah. Spider-Man 2, I think is great how it is. But if you were to go, okay, well, we used AI and we made, you know, 300 hours more of side missions than they are the get my balloon from Spider-Man 2. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, this would be terrible. I don't want that at all. We'll work for your platinum. Don't, don't even get me started on Platinums. You and me on stream, we're going to have a long conversation about the yep, Platinum yep. Trophy. I know it's Skate coming. challenges, all right? But anyways, I get away from that. Um, when you see this conversation about AI and you see, uh, you know, what's happening in Hollywood with AI and all that jazz, like, is it going to be a concern, you think, on the development side, the way it's been on the Hollywood side? Yeah, so, you know, we have, there's 19 actors we hired for this project, right? There's 21 speaking That's roles. That's Thirsty Suiters, by the way. Thirsty this suiters, is Eka from Outer Loop. No, no, I, was, I saw some yeah. people coming like, I missed it. Who's the guy? Yeah. Um, so one of my stipulations when we hired them, we work with Annapurna, our publisher. I was like, whatever contract we send them, I want to make sure there's no like AI clause in it, meaning sampling their voice and then generating a bunch of other lines. Sure. Uh, so much of performance in a game and in movies is, is what that person brings uh, to the character, yeah. to the role and their inflection and the you know circumstance of, of what that line how that line's delivered and so that was a big deal for us so we already we're, we've been dealing with it already because there have been actors that have told us like oh you know there's an ai clause in this and other projects that gotcha, they've seen gotcha, in other gotcha, contracts gotcha. so um i think it's weird it's like a problem that doesn't need to be solved like you're minimizing the creative aspects of of making movies and and uh, making games yeah uh, there's lots of other tools and stuff that we could use uh that'd be better spent to, to make this process better but for sure yeah and i think you know your game is such a great example of a thirsty suitors right where i talk about it in the review and i've talked to you about it personally right of just like you know the conversations you're having are so nuanced and i think in so many respects for so many people are going to be that window into like golden path of like what you know the conversations you wish you could have had with your parents in terms of some of the subject matter you're doing or even like i talked to you about like you know you end every day falling asleep on the couch next to your dad and he carries you upstairs and like the first time that happened it like you know touched my heart right I mean, you know what i mean to see this uh ha see jala come home you know what i mean come home down on her luck not where she wants to be in life and have her family you know basically wrap her up in love even though she hasn't been good to them kind of thing right. and like for the it's it's through those performances right it is the voice actor of the father it is jala it is the conversations they're having when they cook that really drive home all of that yeah or the choice to have her fall asleep on, on the couch the choice to have her being carried by her dad like that's 
I don't know what they feed into the are feeding into this AI algorithm. Sure. Like where like is it from other other writers? Like yeah. where is the like how is it generating? Because AI can't really be new. They can regurgitate. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't come. Can't come up with thoughts. <laughs> they scour the internet and grab everything. And I mean, then... in, in the current yeah. quote unquote AI that we call for for you know image generation for, Jet, for ChatGPT for ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I use ChatGPT for, for like Excel uh, like spreadsheet calculations. Yeah, like it's like I can ask a specific question and they'll give me a formula. But like that's because that information is out there. It's out, out in Google and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's generated, but it's not like telling me how to solve a creator problem. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the character should say and should do. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But those are, there isn't a right or wrong way to do that, right? That's like creative choices. Yeah. So. And then either, then as the critic, I tell you if you were right or wrong. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And I ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Number three on the Roper Report. Uh, Sony's India Hero Project will reveal new PlayStation 5 games next year. This is Liam Croft at Push Square. The first batch of PS5 games to be developed with the help from Sony's new India Hero Project will be announced between February and April next year. It has been confirmed. Speaking during uh, in speaking during the India Game Developer Conference, uh, Sony's head of third-party division Hector Fernandez and program manager for the initiative uh, Sujith uh, Sukumanara uh, said the team has been playing demos and accepting proposals and will be ready to confirm the first set of titles from Indian developers in the first half of 2024. This comes off the back of Sony's successful China Hero project, which gave rise to PS5 and PS4 titles like Fist, Forged in the Shadow of the Torch, Forged in Shadow Torch, Anno, oh, muted, oh man, Anno, I loved Anno, Anno, uh, oh yeah, like a Mutation in M, uh, and the upcoming Lost Soul Aside. Everybody should play Anno though. And probably the other one too, but I know Anna. Uh, as well as uh, providing financial support, Sony equips Indian studios with mentoring, training, and marketing advice uh, to capture a worldwide audience. Uh, they explain, quote, with this project, we want to showcase the talent of Indian developers to the world. Uh, we want to appeal to people in India to fully support their development and showcase uh, their games to the world. We also want to offer developers the skills and know-how that Sony has cultivated around the world and the experience of developing commercially successful games for consoles, end quote. Uh, they go on to say, uh, they go on to share how both the India and China hero projects are now collaborating and sharing ideas with a technical team on Sony's side, uh, aiding them quote. It's all about the program from how to commercialize and raise funds to, to how to support and train game developers. Uh, what we understand and learn is something we carried over from the China hero project end quote, uh, of the pitches received so far, the adventure genre has been the most popular followed by the first and third person shooters. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm from what I know, India doesn't have, have a big console population. So That's I'm what I've heard too. Yeah. If PlayStation's goals are okay. Yes. We're going to empower developers, but are they making games for PlayStation? Are they making games for mobile phones? Like what's the, you know, what's the end goal, but maybe it is to try to get more consoles in, in, in India as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's a businessy thing to it, sure. right. Of yeah. where it is to it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's also then tapping into talent, right. And mm -hmm. hopefully trying to pay it forward in some respect. Yeah. But it is an interesting thing, you know, um, silent Hill Ascension, the mobile, uh, yeah, well, it can be mobile, it can be whatever, but it's the choose your own adventure. But you know, the live streaming service, that series that we partnered with and launched on Halloween with them did the pre-show with, and then had a million, not so great news stories about it from monetization to battle pass to people griefing in the chat. Yada, 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 yada. One of the things that I found so interesting about why they were doing it, why Konami was into it, what was going on that we talked about on panels, right? Was the idea that in India, they call that particular, right? Consoles aren't a thing, but 
Android phones are and people are on there and they're playing games and there. So there is this market that is millions of people that are looking for experiences and looking for something that would be like an until dawn or a super massive game, which was an until dawn game, but you know what I mean? Uh, a telltale game. Right. Yeah. But they can't, they can't get it through the ways we engage with it. Right. So trying to bring experience like this to them through that. And I was like, Oh, that's a fascinating look at, uh, a market right in a part of the world that i don't know uh, is a blind spot in terms of gaming we just don't know what it is because we are so console pc focused here yeah i mean you know this year we have two south asian inspired games right for us uh thirsty suitors and bemba yeah um and that's like that's a first for me like, <laughs> I, like especially in the western market right so like it's it's great i'm glad they're doing this um but the bemba team and, and us we do a lot of mentoring as well so like developers in india and sri lanka and yeah um you know ask about from everything from development to just you know introducing it to a publisher but i'm glad sunny's doing this why do you think like you said this year there are two mm -hmm. south asian games like that that yeah. are you know turning heads too because I, I adored venba as well mm -hmm. for the cooking yeah i did too it's a great game yeah um i think it's because we're seeing you know south asian content and other asian content in other platforms like Netflix and Amazon and mm. TV shows and movies. Um, it's just not in games. We're games are a little behind. So yeah. I think folks are ready for different types of perspectives and stories. And that was our pitch a couple of years ago when we were pitching Thirsty. It's like, hey, look, never have, never have I ever, and shows like that are, are doing well yeah. um, you know, on the Western market in the US and Canada and UK. So there should be you know, games that also talk about similar themes. So. Hell yeah. yeah. There should be. There should be more of them. There should be more. You know what I mean? I like to, when you see stuff like that, you know, I, we had an American-born Chinese come through and do a, a panel here with us. Obviously, we were big fans of Miss Marvel and things like that. And, like, again, like, I like watching those kind of shows. I love engaging with these kind of games to see how a different culture is and see a different family dynamic and learn about different foods and cultures and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And I feel like it would go so far to see so much more of that. You know what I mean? Where I think like, you know, as, as fucked up as our country is and, and divided as we are and stuff, I think there's so many interesting glimpses of that to see that and have it be not only portrayed as just like, this is just what it is. Right. But also see that I think, you know, American born Chinese in particular has mm -hmm. its big part being like what an outsider he feels like, right. In trying to leave behind the culture he's been raised in to be more American, to yep. be accepted by people who might necessarily not be the best people, but like, and I feel like that, from what I've talked to, I'm not at all trying to project. But like, no, no, that's exactly my experience. I, moved, I was going to say, yeah. I moved from Sri Lanka uh, to the U.S. when I was eight. So I've been, you know, for a long time, we were just like, okay, just try to blend, blend in, in yeah. as much as possible. And then Thirsty is really like a, a combination of all that experience. I was like, no, we can, you know, we could, the things that make us different, um, you know, could be interesting. And also there's some universal truths about, you know, love and 100%. parents and obligations and things like that that also i think will resonate for folks that aren't from south asia right and i mean and again you want to even get outside of just that you know i think cat bailey called it what delightfully queer on our yeah. show right of yeah like, you know what it's i mean a, like it's it, a brown queer game yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that must have felt good to make and put out into the world yeah i mean like i don't think we could have made this five years ago so i think really it's changing yeah um just you know pitching stuff and um i i don't think it, it would have been possible yeah I think what's fascinating about it too, both for you and for Venba, right, is I feel like if 
a game like this would have been made five years ago, I think it would have been, and I'm not sure, this isn't insulting you or anybody five years ago, but it would have been more that like, I could see it being like, oh, well, yeah, the story's great or their message is great. Mm -hmm. Gameplay is whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that we had, a, we've had a lot of those kind of experiences, right, or even right, basic right. stuff like that, where it's like, no, no, the story and the message and what it's doing is caring. I think it's something like a normal lost phone, right? Where it was like, I'm doing all these, hacking a phone and doing this thing, but it was all like, I'm really engaging in a story that was really riveting, right? And even right. for me with Gone Home, right? Of like a walking simulator, right? As I mm -hmm. go through and learn about this. Oh, this is a lesbian relationship. This is amazing. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've come so far where this is like, well, like, I think what should get people in is the gameplay. <laughs> it is yeah. the cooking. It is the thing. And then it's the story that like, oh my God, wait a second. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, that's our hope and hopefully you enjoyed it. So hopefully uh, go ahead and go ahead and get it. Right now. Everybody go ahead and get well, not right now. Right after now. the show. No, you can do it right now. I'm going to talk about ads anyway. You can go ahead and get it right now. You can turn on your PlayStation. You can turn on your Xbox. You can turn it. Well, yeah. Is Game Pass on Xbox or not? It yeah. is. It is, right? I just want to make sure. Everything, yeah. I don't want to do the thing where I curse you or I say it. It's like, no, it's not. Still buy the game. It's out there. You can get it on a million different places. Just like you can get kind of funny on a million different places. Of course, we're on YouTube. Of course, we're on Twitch. Of course, we're on podcast services around the globe. But most importantly, we're on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you could subscribe and you could get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you get them as an MP3, a video. You could watch us record the podcast live as we record them like the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. You get all those podcasts ad-free as well as an MP3 and video as well. 400 bonus episodes. The Nerf Alice shirt, that is the shirtless Spider-Man shirt that Jake Johnson wore. Oh, so much more. Only on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. But since you're not on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope and that's not all every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season you can go to shadyrays.com use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people by going to shadyrays.com using code kind of funny and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This episode's brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people are kind of funny at how many subscriptions they have that they have forgot they're still paying for. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Seriously, think of how many free trials you've subscribed to that you've probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Rocketmoney.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Com slash kind of funny. Number four on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Fortnite OG breaks records. We go to Fortnite game, Twitter slash X slash that's a dumb name. Way to start things off with a big bang. We're blown away by the response to hashtag Fortnite OG. Yesterday was the biggest day in Fortnite's history with over 44.7 million players jumping in and 102 million hours of play. To all Fortnite players, OG and new, thank you. Eka, can yeah. you believe Fortnite OG is this big of a deal? It's like nostalgia, I think. So I have two teenage sons, uh-huh. 18 and almost 16. And they start playing season two or whatever when they switch to the current uh, format. Sure. Uh, they all jump back in. Both of them and their friends jump back in this weekend. That's awesome. But I don't know if, I think they're already bouncing off. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that would make sense, right? Of like you pop back in. Yeah. Oh, like, a nice, delightful throwback and then get the hell out. Remember this from what is six? I don't know how many years. Six years ago? Yeah. Something like that. Also, does that mean Epic's going to rehire the 900 people they laid off? Is that a thing? I'm no, curious. don't need them anymore. Those bank no. camp dorks, they're gone. Don't worry about them. That's messed up. It's super messed like, up. I don't understand that. I mean, I do understand it. It's money. But like they're making so much money and then lay, at the same time laying off so many people. So. This is back to what you're saying at the top of the show, right? Of like, yeah. You wouldn't recommend people come. Yeah, I think this is, you know, during pandemic, there was a lot of hiring because people were buying games and there was like... The good time's going to last forever. Yeah, yeah. And there's people overhired. They thought it was going to keep going. And then even places like Epic, who's, you know, has plenty of money, billions of dollars, uh, they're laying people off. And they also bought a bunch of companies too, right? Yeah, like, like Bank Bandcamp was a reference. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, great for Fortnite, but let's get some jobs. It's funny, I think, how, you know... And I'm not insulting even our own show or the audience or something like that, but like the fact that we do sometimes have that goldfish memory where we can go from lamenting all these jobs lost, really skewering Epic for making decisions that affected this many people's lives. And then it is like, oh man, Fortnite record, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh man, this is almost a very well-timed PR beat to make us all forget about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's interesting. So to, for the actual story of Fortnite OG, right? Like I don't, ha- I, I, my Fortnite is based on the seasons and what's going on and my friends or whatever. So I don't have the whole like, oh, I remember the old map. That's why I think it's so fascinating that like for your boys, it was like, yeah. oh, let's go, back. let's drop Tilted again. Let's do this. Let's, oh, I remember this. Play. And like, that's, I think that's cool. Also kind of fucking crazy that like yeah. there's a nostalgia for Fortnite that way. And I get it because like, if I, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I forget what the year difference is between Fortnite OG and now, but if we're just going with six, which is fine. You said your one of your sons is 18, the other 16 or 15. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe it's five years, but we would squad together. The yeah. three of us, you know, we would squad and play. And yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so then to throw it back to think about like being, you know, 
13 or 10, you know what I mean? Like, wow, geez yeah. Louise. Like that is, I can see that. Like, I don't sit there and think about like what it would have been like for me in my, if a video game that it because this does technology wouldn't exist at the time. Right. But to go back and have nostalgia for something that for sure was yeah. a definitive part of your childhood. That's now this. Yeah. They did that with Minecraft too recently. Oh, yeah. They're like, Oh, we haven't played this since I was nine. <laughs> you know, it's like going back to it and checking it out. Do they uh, play your games? They do. They do. They, they play test and uh, give me feedback. Gotcha. During development. Yeah. What do they usually say? This sucks dad. I want to uh, build. No, they just try to break it. Okay, okay, great. They have they have a lot of fun trying to break it. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, back to this. Yeah, Oof, man, this industry, the layoffs, and the, again, like somebody who you think is printing money, like Epic, outrageous. Whiplash. But, yeah, Destiny. Right. You talk about Bungie and what we've seen from them lately. Yeah. You got to fix this, Eka. <laughs> you know what I mean. One one game at a time. Yeah. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool. Cool. cool yeah. Cool. Where do you come down on not if uh, I shouldn't even that was going to be right. Do you think unionization will ever happen across the board? I hope so. I think that's the thing that could help. Um, there's different mechanisms, right? Like, um, I think sort of that it's really sad when you have, especially like say Bungie, where you have these folks that have been there for since before Halo One, right? Like, yeah. that's a lot of talent and information that you're not going to just recreate. Yep. Um, same with uh, like the Mass Effect team or uh, Bioware team, where folks that worked on the original ones or you know aren't there anymore. Yeah. And that makes me sad. For sure. Uh, yeah. Then you start getting into this whole thing where it's like. You can be excited for the next Dragon Age, of course, the next Mass Effect, of course, but yeah. it's like the fucking, and I'm such a dork, I only know it from, you know, WandaVision, but the ship of Theseus, like, or is this even the same Bioware? Is this even the same anything that you're yeah. building with? Yeah, and, and it's just a lot of knowledge that that's getting wasted or not getting passed on to sure. yeah, newer yeah, yeah. developers. There are people who are just going to try to solve the same problems over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of other struggling projects, number five on the Roper Report, The Last of Us multiplayer director says he's still working on the project. This is our friend Jordan Midler at VGC. The director of the upcoming The Last of Us multiplayer project has said he's still working on the game. As part of a tweet about completing Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, Vinit Agarwal said, quote, and so this tweet can live on in peace, dot, dot, dot. Yes, I'm still working on that game, end quote. Sony reportedly scaled back the size of Naughty Dog's The Last of Us multiplayer game earlier this year, following an evaluation by the platform holder and newly acquired Bungie. According to the publication, while the game has not been canceled, uh, many of its developers have been moved to other projects and a small group remains while Sony reevaluates its direction. I don't like the framing when that story came out where like Bungie was responsible for canceling yeah. a project at Naughty Dog. Right, I'm yeah. like, uh, I mean, they, they probably gave feedback like a bunch of other people did, but... You know, sometimes projects don't find um, its feet. So. My, my whole, yeah, when that had happened too, and we saw a lot of that, and like, you know, especially for us being the PlayStation guys, right? There was so much conversation about, oh, they're giving Bungie too much power. And I'm like, in my limited, but similar creative, when you present something to somebody and you know it's not great and they say it's not great, you usually go, that's what we thought. Yeah. That's what we knew. That's what yes. I've been saying. Like, I don't think, any, I don't think Naughty Dog was like, fucking crushed it here you go bungee see what a nine out of ten looks like and they're like yo this sucks and yeah. PlayStation's like cut it like no it's not how it worked at all I mean, they've done multiplayer as like add-ons to previous yeah like, uncharted ship with it there was factions for last of us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, i think making a focus standalone standalone yeah. seems like a lot more work and different maybe 100 yeah and i and i stand by uh my prediction that even though i i, I know they're working on it and they're trying i don't think it'll ever happen mm. i don't think they'll ever find the fun my you know my thought was like to go as big and have work it for so long and then have to publicly and I mean publicly announce it and show, you know, Neil's on SGF talking about it, right? Yeah. And then a year later to scope it down. Like I think if the big team couldn't find the fun, the scope down team is gonna struggle as well. And at some point they're gonna be like, all right, let's move on. Yeah. I mean there's always like a trend. Right now the trend is like extraction shooters. <sighs> like the Tarkov, the AAA version. I think Marathon is also the thing Bungie's working on is supposed to be that. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Toss in fair games and Concord and marathon and everything else. Sony just likes to blah, blah, blah. You're like, I don't yeah. know. I've, there's three PlayStation blog posts. I got to go see which one says PVP, which says PVPVE. Like, all right. Yeah. If a, if AAA game takes three to five years, like that trend's going to pass or it's just not going to do as well. This has been yeah. the big concern, right? Of like, you know, when PlayStation was like, oh, you know, 12 live service games, it's our future. Look at the 60% of the button. Like, and I was like, Ooh, you're betting on something. And then the Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog can't hit it. You know what I mean? With their biggest IP, yeah. arguably. And un I'm sure unlimited budget. I don't know, but I'm yeah, assuming for so. sure. Yeah. And so it's that idea of like, man, I'm sure in PlayStation's head when they started down this path, they're like, Last of Us will be the one that debuts the gold standard. It will set the, you know, be the pace car kind of thing. And the fact that they couldn't do it. And now you have a bunch of word salad, extraction shooters, fair games, looks like every other Ubisoft, whoever, one of the, they show trailers. It's just like, yeah. How many of these are we actually going to see? What are we finals? One of gonna... those? I don't... Finals is, yes, okay. finals, and that's in beta already, and it okay. has another big beta coming up here. But I'm of the same thing of like, that. I watch that trailer and I say that has six months till they say, you know what, we didn't find the audience we wanted and we're done and moving on with it. Yeah, I think, I think there's, you know, uh, what we call fast follows, right? If something hits like, a, a, you know, a, a Fortnite yeah. that was followed from uh, Battlegrounds. Um, Battlegrounds? PUBG. PUBG. PUBG, PUBG yeah, yeah, PUBG. And then, uh, like Epic really fast followed Fortnite in like three months. And yeah. So there's some sometimes success, but like when you're trying to do that for three to five years, like chasing. It reminds trends, me so much yeah. of like when PlayStation Move tried to ch catch the Wii, and it was like the Wii had was already done, established, yeah. and almost done to a point of like, yeah, people were over the motion controls by that point. Like, but look at us with the we got ping pong balls that light up, and everybody's like, no, we don't want this. I think it's really impossible for any developer or publisher to know what's gonna do well. Like, yeah. Based on previous things, so it's taste change, and people get yeah. tired of it, or. There's too many of a thing or... And I mean, that's the thing we've seen so much with like Rumbleverse, Knockout City, games we really did love here are kind of funny. They look they great. We had an audience and we played and we had a great time with them. And yeah. it's just like, we are not finding the audience to keep this going. We yeah. have to stop. Like, damn. Like, you can be successful on that level. Mm -hmm. That level. I mean, you know, where you are getting positive reviews and people are enjoying it and you're doing the battle passes and the things and just can't sustain. How many multiplayer games can you commit to like any given week, right? 100%, like, right? People have their main, wherever their friends are going. Like yeah. my kids... They play, you know, they're still playing Madden because that's where they hang out and chat, yeah. right? Or 2K or whatever, yeah. right? And But they're not going to, they might jump on something else, as I do, but like, I'm going to go where my friends are. Yeah, 100%, right? And I think you, ha you have those big moments, those big weekends. And I think you look at Rumbleverse or Knockout City and they had those and they would drift off. I think you look right now to this point of like what you're talking about earlier, but with the, the Bungie layoffs and Destiny sh shifting, right? And changing, right? Where yeah. I think they said... There was like 46% something was the number I saw. Yeah, it, under. like a huge drop. Yeah, yeah, like people in light fall into this. And it's just like, again, like how much can you be committed to something? I think a Paragon long before that, there was never, I a, remember Paragon, never yeah. a breakout success, but people yeah. like Andrea adored it and played yeah. so much of it. And it is yeah. that idea of like, well, what do you do with this? And again, as fast as our industry moves, even if you are not us, you're not somebody who's consuming games, listening to game news, da, da, da. How many, for the average player, how many games are they going to be able to commit to and be in in, in, in on a consistent basis? Yeah, it's yeah. probably three. A Call of Duty, a, yeah, a Madden, exactly. or a 2K. Yeah. There, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's outrageous. Speaking still of a rough year, number six on the Roper Report, Embracer COO confirms departure following quote-unquote rough year for the game's giant. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Uh, Embracer Group's chief, 
chief operating officer, has confirmed his departure from the company. Uh, Eagle Strunky uh, shared the news on Monday and claimed he'd left the holding company, which owns many game developers such as Gearbox and Chris Dynamics last week's last week. In June, Embracer announced the appointment of an interim CEO, or I'm sorry, COO, uh, which would be filled by Saber Interactive boss uh, Matthew Karch. Uh, the COO is typically second in command, reporting to the CEO, and handles the daily business operations of the company. Quote, last week I left Embracer Group as COO, and it's with mixed feelings I am parting ways this global company phenomenon rooted in card. Karlstad, Sweden, uh, he wrote on Monday. On the one hand, I'm grateful for having the chance to work with the one-of-a-kind CEO, Lars Wingfors, and all the other amazing colleagues, parentheses, too many to mention, uh, which I will be sad to leave. On the other hand, excited about the opportunities that lie ahead, starting and building my own company, uh, Strunky Games. There you go. Or Strunk Games. Strunk? It's his last name. Okay. Strunk Games. Got it. Strunk Games. Okay. Good for him. Yes. And uh, man, the Embracer Group. Who would have thought? Who? Okay. Who on any microphone or daily news show could have predicted buying every fucking weird double A game of all time wouldn't net out to success? Every time there is some company that's like has a business model that I don't understand, I'm like, oh, are they smart? Are they knowing something (laughs) I don't know? I'm like, no. They're just, it's free money. It was free money for a number of years, right? Like during pandemic, like a ton of investments. I think I saw a graph recently. It was like 2021 was like seven times more than ever uh, in the, in, you know, in the recent, recent history and it's back down to normal levels. But so it, Embracer was able to get a bunch of investment. I think Saudi money is part of it. Um, and then buy a bunch of companies. And typically when you're buying a bunch of companies, you, you, there's some cross pollination and they're talking and none of these companies were talking to each other. No. They were just like, we're going to buy a bunch of companies and hopefully sell it at some point to somebody else. I think that was the goal, which is, Get big, 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 and sell probably. Yeah, and like, okay, the money, they're like, oh, the money's going to keep flowing. Oh, the interest rates were low, too. Yeah. You know, now it's not. So that money is like three to four times more expensive, or it's dried up. And I think there was a report where they, you know, were looking for $2 billion, and it fell through. And yeah, yeah, they were the, that's too. what happened they had right before their yeah. big earnings meeting. Yeah, it all fell apart the night before. Yeah, so all these companies, you know, they're getting either unembraced now. Nice. Uh which I feel bad because there's a lot of, of jobs course. being lost, right? So it's, it's yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's what I always struggle with when we talk about this. Is I'm never I make the joke about Embracer Group, yeah, and I talk about how what the hell were they thinking and how. But then there is the realities of this now that like every one of their studios, every one of their teams, we've ar- there's already been layoffs, there's already been studio closures. Yeah. I don't think that's stopping anytime soon. No. All of these people have the sort of Damocles hanging above their head right now. And again, you d- double back, and it's like that owns many game developers such as gearbox and crystal dynamics. Like these are big studios as well that, you know, theoretically you would imagine crystal and what I think it's Amazon's publishing the next tomb Raider. So like there's money there that they'd probably be the last to get destroyed or something, but yeah. it could happen. If, yeah. if embracer group does just go bankrupt, then again, crystal dynamics is up for sale. What's going to happen there. Who's going to get that. There's a million different things going on here, but it's outrageous to think about how many lives are affected by this rush to money that yeah. we could find at the greed. And a you know AAA team like Crystal is probably three, four, five hundred people. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but um, and I'm sure Gearbox is also massive. Yeah, they have multiple studios, so it's like, who's gonna f- keep funding those? You know, are they gonna get buy by somebody else? Are they gonna try to go independent? Yeah, uh, it's tough. We'll find out, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't stop around here, and that's why. Rather than end on a down note, all right. What, what does it mean? Titan Meteor says, Greg knows Damocles, but not Icarus. What do I not know about Icarus? He flew too close to the sun. I've listened to Hamilton. When did I fuck up an Icarus reference? 
Anyways, uh, rather than end on a down note, we're going to go to breaking news right now from Wario 64. Lightning McQueen is coming to Rocket League. Jesus, it's loud. It's <laughs> a trailer if you're an audio listener. And that's Lightning McQueen, ladies and gentlemen. Ka-chow! Oh, he was in the simulator from Cars 3. He said it. He said the thing. He said it. There he you said go. it. He said the thing. November 7th through the 21st, they're having a Cars crossover. Why this matters, of course, is, of course, that I have a two-year-old son named Ben who's obsessed with Cars. So once again, if you were wondering if you're living in the Greg Miller simulation and the constant stream of Ghostbusters games, and there's a movie trailer dropping imminently that I will stop everything and react to live when it happens. If that didn't give it away, and the Superman stuff, and James Gunn, if that didn't give it away, my son shows a slight interest in something, and now it's being, is being put back into a video game. Uh, Barrett, I put in there a tweet from my wife, just again, to drive home how this is, because of course, I, Barrett said, breaking news in the middle of the show. I clicked on it, Lightning McQueen, I then tagged my wife in on Twitter, to which she then tweeted right away, Holy shit. Like that's, this is the life we live, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I, we just will things into existence over here. Snug Slack says put Ecto one in rocket league. It's already been there, brother. I already own it. Don't worry about it. Get your team fat and kind of funny flags in there too. Cause they're in there too. I'm surprised McQueen wasn't in rocket league before. This is a John Drake move. If I've ever seen it. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. John Drake went to Disney. He said, here's what you're all doing wrong. Let me fix it. Am I right, Mike? Yeah, I'm right. That's right. Delaney in the chat says Ben will be ranked by Friday. Maybe this is when I platinum Rocket League. Everybody always says Rocket League is an enjoyable platinum. It's fun. It's an easy platinum. Oh, you have, oh. You have it takes a while. No. No. Sure. But if I, I mean, if Ben just wants to see me fucking play the, you know, cars all day long, you know yeah. what I mean? You'll naturally. Well, I think we got two play. weeks till that Bluey video game drops. So we got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. The first game I boys learned to play on console was a cars game. Oh, wow. 360, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. And then we got into Sonic All-Star Racing. They love, they love, they love the record. And it was also easier for them to manipulate with their tiny little hands on, yeah. a, on, a, on a controller. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that a lot. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Ben's first video game he sits down and play is. But that's so far away. <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, I could say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where would I go? Uh, the official list. Wait, is that what I'm doing? You're nailing it. You're crushing it. Oh, crushing. see, I missed my mark. There you go. No, you did. You're great. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. The Invincible on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and PC. Uh, Ratopia, maybe Ratopia on PC. Tin Tin Reporter, Cigars of the Pharaoh on PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes and Nintendo Switch. And then Football Manager 2024 on PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch and mobile. New dates for you. SpongeBob, Patrick and Sandy will make their way to Brawlhalla on November 29th. Yo! You stoked, cool. Barrett? I, I don't play Brawlhalla, but, that's but this cool. could be your. I don't play Rocket League, but look at you and me. We're yeah. having to do what we got to do. Look at us. We're thriving. Thriving. Uh, the Hearthstone expansion, Showdown in the Badlands, launches November 14th. And then the Nintendo Switch OLED plus Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and three months of Nintendo Switch Online bundle launches November 19th for $349.99. Mmm. Okay, we'll go in here. Well, yeah, I'll give you a quick reader mail, one that got written in here today. Co-op64 says, good morning, Greg and Eka. With the leaked Smash Brothers Ultimate bundle, is this Nintendo just pushing out their final consoles before announcing the new Switch? If so, could we see the announcement post-Black Friday at the Game Awards? Or 
Is this just Nintendo cashing in on another franchise like Mario Kart before the holiday season as usual? Thanks for all that you do. Co-op 64. Has Nintendo ever announced a thing that's not like a console at something like the Game Awards? Or did they, don't, don't they always do their own? A console? Yeah, I, I don't think like they their own event. Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, the, what the biggest Nintendo announcement at Game Awards was uh, Joker coming to Switch or uh, Smash, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, and then this trailer is from October twentieth, twenty sixteen, uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It was just like a random Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish that Nintendo uh, would do that because I love a good. We all come together and make our biggest announcements in one place. I don't think Nintendo wants to play that way with uh, Jeffrey. Uh, Mr. Keeley. I bet they'll give him again some kind of game thing or whatever DLC, what update? Maybe, maybe some Zelda's. I don't know, whatever. But like, I don't think I think they're gonna save when they want to uh, announce the uh, Super Nintendo Switch, as I hope they call it. Yeah, uh, they always make their own, carve their own path. You excited for another Switch? Yeah, or whatever the next console is. Yeah, I like. You know, I play my Switch. I play uh, my Steam Deck, which I level. Oh yeah, up, you so. do. The only way to play PC, <laughs> the only acceptable way on a console. Yeah. Make it feel like a Vita. non-Windows console. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we asked people watching live, of course, to give their, uh, their questions like Co-op 64 did and also their squad up requests at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Today's squad up comes from Caleb. He needs help in Destiny. He says his name, and this could be a Discord name. It could be a thing, but I assume if you know Destiny, it makes sense to you. Tight Pants X 9 hashtag 0751. Longtime Destiny vet. Could probably Sherpa most raids, hoping for nice people to clan up with. If this is you, hit up tight pants X09 number sign because I'm old. 0751. I wonder if 50 was taken already. Must have been. They just drop that stuff on there, you know? Uh, we ask people watching live to go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screwed up as we screwed it up. Guess what, Eka? Perfect game. No corrections. Awesome. You were born to do this. Right. It's nice that somebody shows up and knows what they're talking about. Can you get paid to doing this? I mean, not as much as you think. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, it's a Monday episode, meaning that there's many more episodes to come this week. Your hosts look like this. Tuesday, Blessing and Andy. Wednesday, Blessing and or Greg and Blessing. Thursday, Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. Of course, if you enjoyed Eka, buy his game. Thirsty Suitors out now, right? Out now on everything. Everything. Uh, if you don't know what Thirsty Suitors looks like, we're about to stream it over on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash games. If you're watching live and you're listening later in your car, head on over to youtube.com slash games where you can see the archive stream there because I'm going to force this man to get my platinum trophy for me. Not I'll happening. Explain I'll we'll explain see. it. I'll explain it when we get there. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can support the show. Uh, of course, you could get uh, cool merch. You could get 400 plus exclusive episodes. You get every episode of this show ad-free. Watch us record the podcast later ad-free. Get them on demand ad-free. All the great stuff over there. Uh, we're about to do a post show. Of course, you can catch that right here. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, but for some reason, if you did miss it, youtube.com slash games or, you know, wherever you get your podcast services. Until next time, though. This is Eka. Bye, thirsty suitors. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thank you. Thank you. Mikey! Eka, Mike's here. Hey, Mike. Good morning. It's nice to have you. It's nice to see you both because, of course, it's been a fantastic weekend. And I hope you two had a good weekend. Greg, did you have a nice weekend? I had a great weekend until you didn't give Eka the tour. He was waiting for me to get coffee. Exactly. You sat him down with a nice cup of coffee and it was over after that.
Whatever, man. It's when the show tour them. always ends with the coffee. Just okay, so you know that's well, how the tour ends. It's right. We'll do an, we'll do a tour after, then I'll end with Deal. another coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some fun, of course. Welcome in everybody. It is your Monday post show with me, Snowbike Mike. Of course, this is your chance to dive a little bit deeper into today's KFGD's news stories, or just ask some fun questions about your two incredible show hosts to get to know them a little bit better, or say what's up. In the world of gaming. Say what's up? I'll tell you what. What's up in the world of gaming? It's AI. A lot of people want to talk about AI. And, of course, you both talked about it earlier. And that's what we have a lot of today's Super Chats about. So let's jump into the YouTube side of things. Where Sterling Matthew Oliver resubscribes. That's a great name. You like great that name. one? Sterling Matthew Oliver. That's like a spy name. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's a solid one. He's royalty. Wear a nice turtleneck. Yeah. Blazer, uh, that's, be Ar cool. that's Archer's uh, first name, right? In uh, the show, Archer. Oh, Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Sterling writes in and says, as an early career voice actor, thank you for the defense against AI in BO. Writing in more. So easy to feel defeated as I pursue this field. We're happy to have your back on that. I won't let no robot take your job unless I'm getting money from that robot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. Uh, another one, right? <laughs> I like that. Because then we're going to go to the opposite here's, side of here, things, right? Yeah. yeah. Can I just say one thing? Tell here's me. what's going to happen. People are going to try the AI thing and realize yeah. how crappy it is and going to go back to actors again. That's just... Yeah. That's the truth. And there's right. a lot of us who are not going to switch from actors. So. Uh, Wonderhoss writes in and says, AI voiceovers are the future of gaming. Do you see a world where maybe it is the future of gaming? Maybe there's a blend where we stroke in some different vibes? It could be. Yeah, it depends on how, how it works out. Yeah, and who's behind it. Yeah, I think it. the future of gaming is a bit too ambitious. Put in there, peppered in. Again, like, you know, some of the ways you've seen it done poorly, but, I mean, you see it as background characters or, right, or background dialogue or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. That, I, I mean, I, you could see it being there, but, like, again, for what we're talking about in terms of you want actual performances, you want actual emotions and, and people bringing what I mean, can any AI actually be Troy Baker, Nolan North, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham? Actually, Travis is pretty terrible, and AI could do better than Travis, but everybody else I just listed. Okay. But, but they all play different characters in their roles, too, right? Like sure. They, they yeah. change it up, yeah. Okay. I like that. Don't push me. Danny Mitchell writes in with the $10 super chat and says, humans are needed in games, but an NPC that you have a real conversation with and knows all the lore of the world they inhabit would be amazing. Agreed. I still want my crafted stories, however. And again, I think there's the way to pepper it in to not have it be overbearing, but yeah, to have that actually have like, think about it that way, right? If it was like, and it's, it's so easy too, as you were caught up in the voice actors as we should be, right? But to think of when you do play a JRPG, right? And there isn't voice actor for every character. If there was a town crier, newscaster, whatever, that was taking what you're doing and generating stuff on it. And that could be cool. That could be a way to get it in there. Yeah. I've seen some demos uh, people have done where they, Tied in chat GPT to like a Unity project. Mm. And so the NPC is just generating stuff on the fly as you're typing questions. But there's a d big delay and it it feels kind of stilted because there's no like specific personality or or, or uh, perspective. So people are doing stuff like that. So. Mr. Hawks writes in and says, I have a bone to pick with Barrett. Oh! Play Sea of Stars, he said. It's so great, he said. Now my heart is broken. Oh. Thanks a lot, Barrett. Top three, Goaty. Sea of Stars is very special. Uh, I know that 
if you just start it and play the first few hours, you're like, oh, this is just a kind of run-of-the-mill type of uh, uh, RPG inspired by the the kind of Super Nintendo era uh, of the genre. But the further you get into it, the more they they really made something special there. So, yes, play Sea of Stars. It's fantastic. Barry, you know, you know, you, I, I am Garl so, for life. That's all I'll say, dude. Garl, Garl, Garl. Yeah. Come on now, 100%. I'm playing it. It's great. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, we're gonna do a PS. I love you this week. That is going to be what is at least unless something happens with PlayStation. But what is the hit list for the PlayStation Portal? Sea oh. Stars, right underneath Dead Island for me. Oh, in terms okay. of like, that's a great couch thing. I need to get back to it where I left off because I left mm-hmm. off, and you and I have talked about it, Barry. Where I left off, where they just introduced the. That could be change everything, but I didn't get to the thing that changes everything, so mm. I'm, I'm excited to get back to it. See, like uh, I had that kind of moment several times throughout sure. the game. Sure, and that's why it makes um, me excited to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense of like why you didn't come back to it, because, yeah, I think it's the perfect handheld game, so that's right. I, yeah. I was playing on Switch, so that's how See, I was See, I was playing to... on my backbone for Please. a long time, and I can go for a little sexier, bigger screen. Cool. See if Stars, for you, what else have you been playing? Um, not much. Okay. Just trying to ship a game, uh, <laughs> but I like uh, um, Baldur's Gate Three is on top of my list. That was my ship reward game that I'm gonna I like that. Let's just start it on uh, the Breath of the Wild thing that happened. That happened this year, right? <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That little thing. Yeah, yeah that was one of them. Um, Cocoon, I liked a lot. Good poll. Okay, that's uh, great. Not because of from Annapurna or anything. We have nothing to do with each other. Collusion. <laughs> um, it's just a great looking game. I like. You know, I, I have to be into the aesthetics and it has a really cool look yeah um yeah so that's what do you enjoy it. doing for time away from shipping the game of course your focus your energy goes towards that but how do you recharge how do you break free maybe it's not on the couch playing a game since you don't have that much time but yeah. what do you like to do uh stuff both my kids are in a sport so i nice. film every football game my son plays or track <laughs> me um and then upload it for them so they can have clips so yeah. You take notes? I'm take on notes it. on I'm that. On Every game. Yeah, yeah. I, I love well, that. Then I used to coach when they were younger. So that's like running a game studio and coaching kids are like, there's some similar overlaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I, you know, for Eka, uh, when I, I told the story there of, you know, the dad carrying uh, Jala in the game mm-hmm. to bed or whatever. And when I, that happened and I got all teary eyed, I texted him. And he's like, oh, also the audio of the game they're watching on TV is audio from my son's game that I recorded. Yeah, from a high school game. And I was like, you just devastated me again. (laughs) And again, AI couldn't do that. The personal touches. Yeah. I think for me, like, stepping away from the computer uh, and just being out in the world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Arturotron Robo Bartender writes in with the $5 Super Chat and says, what sort of inhumane monster doesn't dip his chicken nugs. Even a PC gamer knows better than that. How sad. I'm not trying to mask How the flavor sad. of chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> no, I like that. All right? Uh, when uh, I go to Safeway and I get a bag of tenders, I just eat them. I don't need to dip them in anything. They're delicious. When I'm at McDonald's, I'm just eating chicken nuggies right there. All right? Now, again, as I said, you were, I'm assuming you saw this. You I saw, saw it, and I was stunned for a minute. Look at this. And guy. then I saw you respond, and then I was like, all right. There's the Greg I know. So it's the I get thing it. where Jen was like, do you want ketchup or mustard? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I'm not going to yeah, yeah. dunk my nuggets in ketchup and mustard. What is this, a corn dog? No. Yeah. And then she, that was when she set off. Again, ranch, buffalo, honey, like it used to be back in the day at McDonald's. Oh, I'm, I'm, back in the mm-hmm. day? I'm dunking nugs. I'm dunking them left and right oh. on that. Now, again, like I said, maybe every three or four nugs I'm dunking. I'm not dunking every time because oh. I like the flavor of a nug. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck, man? 
You like the flavor of the plainest meat on uh, the planet? There's a little bit of fried to it, yeah. I like that oil. I like that oil taste. Texture, you know what I mean? But like, is it really chicken? I don't know what's made out of it. Crap, no. what is, you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of people wrote in about it that tries too. Tries to emulate uh, chicken. Yeah, get out of here. Everything tastes like chicken. What's your favorite dip or dressing dip. or sauce? Do you like? Uh, sriracha. Oh, oh nice. I'll put sriracha on everything. Yeah, that's a great poll. All right, CJ writes in with the two dollars super chat and says, "Can Alan Wake two win the Goaty at TGA?" Is there a chance? I haven't played it, but it looks amazing. It's on my list. But I think Baldur's Gate came out of nowhere. I mean, seemingly nowhere. Uh, they've been in. <laughs> it came out of early access where a million people years. knew it was yeah. great. <laughs> but I mean, for most folks that have never played a Baldur's Gate game, which is, you know, last one was a lot of years ago. Of course. Um, and I think the amount of choice in that game really surprised folks. Yeah. Um, so I expect that to be the top contender. But Alan Wake 2 also surprised the heck out of people, too, right? So it's. Uh, that's great. I'm looking forward to playing it. So could I be, could be on the list. Would love to see it, but I don't think it has the chance. Like mm-hmm. your best bet would be, or only hope for that really is that Baldur's Gate and Zelda break like the the majority into two where they're competing, and somehow Alan Wake's able to come in and r- run up on that, yeah. which would be awesome. And all three of those games are fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't go wrong with Game of the Year this year, yeah. which is really fun. Unlike that time when Super Mario Odyssey lost, that sucked. But like you know what I mean, like. This is a good, a great year for games outside of all the people losing their jobs. Yep. And so in terms of the quality of it and what could actually win game of the year, Alan Wake has a shot, but I think it's a dark horse at this point. I'm very excited. I can't wait for December. And also, I love hearing what people's personal top tens are. I'm more of a, hey, what's Mike's crazy favorite games that he played this year? A lot of people get stuck in the mud of this guy said that, this guy said that. Go play the games you want to play. Yeah. And then tell me how dope they are. Just don't play okay? them on PC. Mike. Just don't play them on PC. How PC. high up is, just, just tell us now, how high up is Rock A City on your top 10 list? Rock A City's in the top 30. You know what I mean? Rock okay. A City's in the top 30. The top you got to give them credit. Not the worst game of the year. <laughs> hey, good job on that one. Surprisingly, a lot more to Rock A City than you would think. You saw the trailers. You said, how'd they bring in all these crazy voice actors and actors that we know? And like, what is the video game? Turns out. Not as bad as you would think. Not that bad. Mr. Think. Payday. Not as bad as you think. <laughs> I don't really think about bringing it. endorsements. Yeah, it, it, it wanted to be Payday for some reason. Oh. You're like, what's going on here? And then Payday 3 just was more Payday, you know? So, oh, Rocky hey, City. There you go. Right. Rocky City. I remember the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a bunch of games trying to do a Payday yes. kind of feel, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a bunch going in right now. Flick writes in with the $5 Super Chat and says, I raw dog my nuggies like a savage as well, Greg. First time chatter. Thank it's you one of those that. things where we've all, we all know where this is going. All right. Mm-hmm. Eventually we're all going to be sitting around a burning barrel. The EMPs have gone off. The yeah, world yeah. war happened. And you're all going to be like eating whatever rat meat you're eating. We're just crying and wishing you had sauce. And I'll be like, I've been preparing for it ever. I'm just eating dry rat meat. I'm great. Oh yeah. 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 A rad roach right here. I don't need to dunk in anything. <laughs> uh, Costa with the $2 super chat says percent chance that Starfield wins game of the year. Oh, you have a percentage that you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, right? New Bethesda IP. First in 25 years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't played enough of it. So okay. it's reviewed, it reviewed pretty well. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good game. I had a great time with it. Yeah, it reviewed pretty well. Mm. It's that thing where I think it's the percentage chance Starfield wins Game Awards Game of the Year, 0% chance. I think it is too polarizing in the... How long do I got to play it till I find the fun? Right, and then right, people right, are like, right. oh, I played it and I found the fun. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, For me, it's still one of the most impactful games of the year. Like, I adored Starfield, but it took me a, even a while to get into it. And then I totally understand all the problems with Starfield. So for me, a selling point isn't hundreds of hours. Like, I I want the opposite. 
that's kind of games we make too. It's like um, meanwhile, you're playing Baldur's Gate as your reward. But I mean, it's like the story and characters, yeah. and it's really horny, and it's like oh, yeah, that all sounds great. Uh, I don't know how horny Starfield is. So. No, it's not. That, that's another. I mean, and that was like, who would have thought if you go back to January and we're like, well, what do, do you think Baldur's Gate is going to steal all the thunder of yeah. Starfield? Yeah. Larian, hats off to them for being like, we are pushing our thing up, which seemed like such a, oh, this is cute. This independent developer is trying to get away from uh, the big juggernaut. And they were, but also they ran laps around them to the point that you got Starfield and you were like, oh my God, like this isn't anything remotely like what I've been playing for a month of all of these choices and amazing things. I think Baldur's Gate coming out first stole their thunder a little bit. 100%. Uh, We have a couple more on the YouTube side of things. Then I want to highlight some people over on the Twitch chat before we go. Jason Williams says, I got a beef with the KF chat too. Y'all said play control. Not scary at all. I dropped my damn controller when the first door I walked up to opened by itself. Listen, I'm sorry you're a coward. All right. <laughs> Andy Cortez over there, the biggest wuss I've ever met in my life. Actually, that's not true. I've met Josh McCuga. Second biggest wuss I've ever met in my life. All right. And the fact that he can play it means you can play it. Is it that scary? I mean, it's scary. It's it's creepy. Yeah, that's great. I couldn't play it. I like that. I like that. It's scary. X Files traumatized me as a child. So. Oh. The Shining traumatized me as AK.98 writes in with the $5 super chat for the first ever time. Says, Mike, I started collecting One Piece cards because of you. Pulled the super rare alternate on my first pack. You gotten anything good lately? I haven't gotten anything good out of my One Piece cards lately. I've been watching a lot of One Piece, and there's like my dream cards, right? Like, I would really love a nice Nami card. I would love that really dope um, Luffy card. But so far, I haven't gotten anything big that I love. Do you have any weird collection hobbies that you like, or maybe your kids do? Um, so my weird hobby has been painting shoes recently. So painting oh. shoes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. pretty dope. I got in a, down a rabbit hole on YouTube on like sneaker customization stuff. Yeah, and I that's just sick. To learn, got all the paints, got some you know Air Force Ones, and yeah. just started painting. Yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome! Oh man, I bet you those are really cool. Any favorite colors you like to put on there? Um, Has there been like, hey, I've noticed over my past three fairs, I'm going to pink or I'm going to blue a lot. I did my kids' uh, uh, cleats recently for uh, that's a couple sick. of kids on the on the football team. Write it down uh, again. Yeah, Write it yeah, down yeah, again. Yeah. But I did a Zelda custom, like gold and black. Okay. I did a thirsty suit. Oh, I'm on actually. Oh, put them up. Oh yeah, look at. That. Oh man, the, yeah, you yeah. painted those? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I really just thought they were just, that's how they, uh, yep. the logo well, on the side. Little, I'm an idiot. Little, little broken heart. Yeah. Yep. Dang, dude. That's sweet. Okay. Nice. What a fun hobby to get into. I like that. That's awesome. Let's jump in and we'll finish off today with some Twitch chatters over here on the Twitch side of things. Of course, don't forget if you resubscribe at the tier one to three level or for free with Prime Gaming, of course, you help keep the lights and mics on and you can get involved just like the YouTube Super Chat side of things, like my good friend Jay Poo with the Prime Gaming Boop. Sub for 40 months. You have Coheed 25 with the Prime Gaming Sub for 56 months. Going down Snacks Unlimited with the Tier 1 Sub for 19 months. Game Boy John with the Tier 1 Sub for 35 months. Let's keep it going right Keep there. it going. Remember, of course, Eck is hanging out. We're going to play mm-hmm. an hour of Thirsty Suitors after this where I'll yell about the Platinum Trophy and make him do things for my amusement. I'm, I'm going to do it. I love that. Free your mind with the Prime Gaming Sub for 43 months says, one of my favorite numbers are 43. Love y'all. Shout out to the jabronis out there. What's your favorite number? Favorite number? Yep. Oof. Uh, this is how they hack you. I have a, <laughs> I always use 0507 
Okay. Those are like Past birth, birth years. Zero five, zero seven. Yeah. That's my birthday. Oh, really? May, May 7th. Those are, those are my birth years, both my boys. Nice. So I always put oh, that in yeah. every game. Yeah. Oh, okay. interesting. Where yeah. is it in Thirsty? Uh, I don't remember. No. Okay. I might put it on. No, did I put? No, I put their names in. I put it in Falcon Age. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. What about your boys? Do you notice when they play sports, they tend to go to a certain number? Uh, eight for Cody. Okay. My one. Or 88. Uh, and then the older one doesn't care. Any relevance for eight and eighty-eight? Do they uh, look at you like, "Oh, I love Troy Aikman" or something crazy? No, like no. That? Cody's been playing football, tackle football, since he was third grade. That was like his first number, so he okay. wants to get that number. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I like that. Greg, yeah. Numbers. I wore sixteen in fifth grade basketball, so that's always sixteen. That's is a always. very weird number. <laughs> that is not for basketball. A number yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did one season. We won the championship. I retired. So you know what I mean. That's all it took. Finished on top, Greg. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, Chad, that is going to do it for us here on the post show today. We're going to wrap up and we're going to head over to the lab where we will be playing games with all of you and these two lovely gentlemen right now. So don't go anywhere. If you're watching live on Twitch, you can stay right here. If you're watching over on YouTube, there's a brand new link for you to click on and come join us for more live streaming fun. Until then, we'll catch you tomorrow on KFGD. Goodbye.